This is Noah. He's 500 years old. Not bad, he doesn't look a day over 350. One day, God told him it was going to rain. No, uh, not rain, it was, it was gonna flood. No, I'm, I mean, really flood. God told Noah he needed to build something that could rescue his entire family and two of every kind of animal on the earth. Let me see a football field. Okay, the ark was one and a half times as long as that football field. You built that? Not bad. It took Noah and his three sons 100 years to build this boat. It's 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. That's almost a million and a half cubic feet. That's the capacity of 522 railroad cars. In the 20s, the Ringling Brothers Circus traveled with their entire operation, which included 335 horses, 26 elephants, and 16 camels, and they traveled in only 92 railroad cars. What I'm trying to say is, that's a big boat. Can you imagine starting with this and trying to get to that? Well, let's just start out this morning with the scripture that's the first one in your notes. It's in Genesis chapter 6, verse 11. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Down on verse 17, for behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die, but I will establish my covenant with you and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive. They shall be male and female of birds according to the kind and of the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing of, on the ground according to its kind. Two of every sort shall come in to keep them and keep them alive. And so God decides to have Noah build this ark and, and in the scriptures that we skipped over, it gives dimensions and, and it shows that it's going to be a really big boat, isn't it? It's going to be a really, really big boat. So I wonder if it has ever happened to you where God has impressed on your heart something and it just seems so big, so out of, out of your thinking. You're not even sure how it could possibly happen. And I, I'm sure that is what happened to Noah. He was thinking, oh my gosh, this is more than I could even imagine doing or, or even thinking about. And so I want to know, like, so like he sitting at dinner with Mrs. Noah and he said, does he say something like, so I was praying the other day and I just happened to think that God impressed on me. I'm going to make this huge boat or, or maybe he said something like this. So on the way home today, I stopped at Lowe's, and they're going to be delivering some wood. Well, like lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of wood. 
Did he tell her all at once or did he just give her a little bit of information? Maybe he started with like, I've got this project I'm working on. And then maybe he told her the whole thing, huh? And I'm sure that she couldn't hardly fathom that the boat was gonna be that big. Can you, I w the next time you go to a football game, I want you to look at that. And then think of that plus half again. Three stories, he's gonna build it three stories. And, and, and don't you think she was probably thinking, really? And then he said, because there's gonna be a flood. What's a flood? It's gonna rain a lot. It had never rained. They had to believe God for the impossible. They had to believe that God was really speaking. And sometimes for each of us, we have to guard our heart and realize when God speaks to us, we need to, to open our heart up and our mind up and, say, and put our trust and our faith in God. So today we're gonna to look at three things that we're gonna learn from Noah about trusting God even when it's hard, even when it's difficult. So number one in your notes, I want you to determine in your heart, I will trust God. Determine in your heart, I will trust God. You know, as I read through the story of Noah multiple times in lots of versions, I, I kept coming back to Genesis 6.22, which says this, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. And I've got to tell you, that's my favorite verse of all of the whole story. He did everything that God commanded him. And you know, I think maybe you might be just like I am. I was, I was sitting the other day thinking, I hope that can be said of me. That when God speaks to my heart, that I just am obedient to do it. Not, not that I think it's going to be great for me, but that I'm just obedient to do what God wants me to do. And do you know, this couldn't have been an easy thing for Noah. See, we think sometimes that, isn't it a cute little story? Because, you know, you heard it in kids' church or in Sunday school, and you first heard about Noah and the ark, or, or maybe you have... Uh, seen the cute little toys at the store, you know, they got the little animals hanging out the windows, how fun is that? Or maybe um, you know somebody that decorated their baby's room in Noah's Ark, you know? And it's cute and it's kind of makes the story more fun than it actually was. When you really get down to see what he had to do, it wasn't that fun. See, he was, built, he was asked to build a boat that he had never seen a boat. He was supposed to build a boat because it was going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. He had never seen rain. And he had a lot going against him. I'm sure there was thoughts running through his mind, this just seems crazy. Because, see, we start sometimes to think that these people in the Bible are special. And, and it was easy for them. No, they were just like us. Noah was just like us. And it seemed crazy to tell him and his family that he was going to build this. And here's the deal. He was 500 years old, 
500 years old. And so no matter your age in here, I just want to say you're never through until God says you're through. Because at 500, he says build an ark, and it takes 100 years. You never know what God's still going to do no matter where you are in life. Number two I want to tell you about is expect resistance. Expect resistance. Obedience to God is not always easy. And I want you to take your pen and I want you to cross out easy. Because I have learned obedience to God is not easy. It's just not. When God impresses upon your heart something special, it's probably, no, it is not going to be easy. Because you have an enemy that is trying to kill and destroy you. Because life can be hard. And there will be resistance when you're being obedient to God. I wonder, I was thinking the other day, this took 100 years to build. But we have a God that has given men and women through the centuries great ideas, right? So like I was thinking, so he could have told Noah how to make electricity and then Noah could have used power tools on this, on this ark, right? But that's not how it happened. It took forever. A hundred and a hundred to one hundred twenty is what I read in some accounts. It took forever to build the boat. And here's what you need to know: it did not say this specifically in the Bible, but I want you to know because we know that how people are. There was nobody that loved God. Nobody just them. And I know people made fun of them. I know people gave them a hard time because that's just how people are when they don't understand or they don't know. And, and please, he looked crazy. I mean, it didn't make sense what he was doing, what he was telling them about the God that had showed him that it didn't make sense, right? So people thought he was crazy. His boys went to school, and people made fun of him because of the dad who was crazy, right? And you think you have problems because you go to a job and there's not Christians that work with you. Or you, you uh, think it's hard because maybe in your extended family, you're the only Christians. But you have us. Like, you have the local church. You have us. That is the advantage that we have and even if you're, if you're watching online today, you know what? Uh, God bless you. I'm so glad you're watching. But, but being here helps you to make relationships with people that will cheer you on when no one else understands. Will say, you keep believing God when it doesn't seem possible. This, this scripture is not in your notes, but it is Genesis 6, 6.21. It's one additional verse. And what it says is something kind of interesting. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Them would be the animals. So, like, when does he bring this up to Mrs. Noah? Like, year 99? So, um, I think I have about a year left on this ark. And what I'm going to need you to do is figure out how we're going to eat. Okay. And for every animal I'm going to bring on, I'm going to need you to figure out how to feed them. Now, see, this seems like, oh, not that big of a deal. 
But I'm thinking it's a pretty big deal because it's a pretty big boat. Look at Genesis 7, 1 through 5. Then the Lord said to Noah, go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen you are righteous before me in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and his mate, and a pair of animals that are not clean, the male and his mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the heavens, also male and female, to keep their offspring alive on the face of all the earth. For in seven days I will send rain on the earth, forty days and forty nights. And every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did all that God had commanded. And I want to tell you, they had to be scared. They got on that boat and they closed the door and had no idea what was going to happen. And you know what? They had no idea one day they'd be famous, that this would be a big deal, that people would think there's something. No, they just knew this is what God told them to do. They shut that door and waited. And you know, sometimes we get stuck on that 40 days and 40 nights. That's how long it rained. That's how long it rained. And that water, it said in the Bible, water actually came up in the, in, from the earth. So water was coming up, and it was raining, and I'm sure, even though it was big, they were rocking and rolling with that boat for 40 days and 40 nights. But what they sometimes do not talk about is how long it was after that. So they went another 150 days before they could see anything that would even give them hope. A total of 190 days. See, when they got on the boat, I'm thinking they might have thought the rescue would become, would come faster. I mean, like, really, God had us do all this, but surely it's not going to be forever. It's not going to seem for so long. And I'm sure, I'm pretty sure by, by, I don't know, day, I don't know, 60 even, what are you going to have for dinner conversation? So what did you do today? Well, I fed the animals and cleaned up poop. And that was the same thing I did yesterday. Wait, that's the, day I, that's the same thing I did the day before, right? Wouldn't that get old day after day? Sometimes we have stuff in our own lives that are the same way. See, we sometimes get very caught up in we want the rescue now. And sometimes there's so much water around, the rescue is probably far off. Genesis 8, beginning in verse 8, says this. Then we sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. And the dove found no place to set her foot, and she returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand, and he took her, and he brought her into the ark with, with him. He waited another seven days, and again he sent out the dove out of the ark. And the dove came back in the evening, and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. Now, when the, get the picture of this, he let the dove go, and she comes back. And then he let, seven days later, he lets the dove go, and she comes back with an olive leaf. 
Now, I, don't, I want you to think about what they would be doing because I think the whole, whole family would have been jumping up and down with joy, thinking somewhere there is dry land. We may not see it around us, but somewhere there's dry land. And I, I was thinking, what do you think that they did with that leaf? Just throw it in the garbage? Or just throw it out the window? I think they kept that leaf. And I think they got a, a frame from Hobby Lobby, and they put it in there, and then they put it maybe right by the, day, the, the day, marks they were making for how many days they were in there. Because it had been so long, but they knew that there was hope. They knew there was hope. Mrs. Mrs. Noah may have said, I think I'll scrapbook that, and we'll just make a real whole thing of it, but I'm going to keep it up until we get out of here. Because it's going to represent that somewhere there's dry land, and we're going to be okay because of it. But here's what you need to know. It was another 150 days after the leaf. Another 150 days after the leaf. And I can imagine by now they are just thinking, get me off the stinking boat. I don't, I think by then you'd be tired of the small group you're with, <laughs> the family. I think by now, wait, I would have long ago said, oh, the smell, oh, the smell, right? And you know what? I just happened to think of this. When I moved to Decatur, somebody said to me, you will get used to that smell. That smell will never bother you. And I thought, that was not true. 28 years ago, they told me that, and I still smell the smell and think, oh, that smells awful. I know, I know. They say it's the smell of money, but, and we're thankful for it. That doesn't mean I'm used to it. And I just want to tell you, Mrs. Noah and the ladies probably said, ah, the smell in here, right? The smell in here. I want you to look at the scripture, Isaiah 43, 2. It says this, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. The bad news is, you're gonna go through stuff. Just like everybody else, we're gonna go through stuff. And sometimes it's gonna seem so overwhelming that you're afraid you're gonna drown, but you're not. And sometimes it's going to seem like you're gonna burn in the fire and be consumed by it, but you're not. Because God says he's got you. We will go through stuff. We will go through stuff, but God will be there for you. You know, it was in 1987, October of 1987, and um, there was a um, little girl. Her name was Jessica. Her name was Jessica McClure, and she um, was visiting her aunt. She was 18 months old, and her and her mom had gone out into the backyard and uh, mom ran into the house real quick to grab something and came back and could not find baby Jessica because baby Jessica had fallen down a dry well. The, they said that the diameter of it or would have been um, 
eight inches. It would have been eight inches from both my fingertips. That's how big it was. She fell 22 feet down. 22 feet down. I can imagine her screaming and crying and, and mom and her aunt just screaming for help. They were fortunate that this happened in Texas because um, they are very used to drilling and because of the oil, they had those, the machinery to do that. And so they uh, brought all those in, but they had to be so careful because even though they were gonna drill down, down to her, they had to be careful that it didn't make the ground move to fall on her. So they drilled down and over to get her. I remember my girls and, and my husband and I were just watching, anytime we were home, we, were, we had the TV on, How she, is she okay, is she okay? The rescue took quite a while. And I can't imagine what those workers and those parents, all of the people involved, how hard it would have been to wait. Waiting is so hard. And I would have imagined, you know that that baby's crying, crying for her mom, crying for her dad. It was just, it was gripping. Day one went by, day two went by, and 58 hours after she had been, had fallen down that hole, we were gathered around our TV. It was, um, we lived in a little apartment thing and we, um, we all grabbed our food and we put up TV trays and we sat in the, in the living room so we could watch because they said they think they could bring her out. But yet, it was still a long time. Like, even though they said they were gonna bring her out, you know, it's, it still doesn't, rescue doesn't always go fast and it still took a while. I can't imagine for the people that were actually there because by the time they brought that little girl out, our whole family was cheering. We were so excited that that baby had finally gotten out. And would you believe that the only thing that has kept her all these years is she has a scar on her forehead and she has lost one of her toes from infection but everything else, she is perfectly fine. Rescue. Rescue comes sometimes when it's very difficult. Sometimes all you wanna do is be rescued. You wanna be rescued from a difficult marriage, maybe, maybe even a divorce situation. You wanna be rescued from financial pressure. You wanna be rescued from um, addictions and, and problems with your children and you want to be rescued from depression and anxiety. You want to be rescued from not knowing what's going to happen next. I want to read to you, um, it is not in your notes and it's not on the screen, but just listen to what Isaiah 43, uh, beginning in verse 1. I read to you 2 before, but I'm going to do 1 and 2 and this is in the message version. It says, don't be afraid, I've redeemed you. I've called your name and you're mine. When you're in over your head, I will be there with you. And when you're in a rough waters, you will not go down. And when you're between a rock and a hard place, it will not be a dead end. 
it will not be a dead end. You know, when I came in this morning, um, I like to come in here when the praise team is going through their all their songs again. Everything's ma- we're making sure everything's okay for you. And I was I I had walked in, and I wasn't prepared for the song that they were singing. I had not looked at the lineup of songs, and um, all of a sudden I was brought to tears. And um, because the song meant so much to me. Um, it was the very first song you were singing is I'm Still Standing. It's one of my favorites. And um, it's one of my favorites because of a very difficult time that I went through in 2013 with um, an illness that hit me so hard that I went from being just perfectly fine to in bed and in a wheelchair. I remember one time hearing them sing that song, um, and I somebody had brought me to church. I would only stay for one service. They'd bring me in, and then they'd have to help me out to the car. I remember sitting there thinking, I wonder if I'll ever be able to walk to my office again. It was a very difficult time, and then, and then it happened in August when my husband was killed in a motorcycle accident. We would not have... I mean, it was only a God thing, but the day after, when our family came, we wanted to come. They told us we didn't need to, and I said, well, this is our family. We have to go. It's our family. We've been here at that time 22 years. This is our family. And so um, I remember sitting. They had us sit over there, and, um, and I remember that song, I'm Still Standing. And I wanted to just tell you the words again of the chorus that you sang. It says, if not for your goodness, if not for your grace, I don't know where I would be today. If not for your kindness, I never would say, I'm still standing. If not for your mercy, if not for your love, I most likely would have given up. If not for your favor, I never could say, I'm still standing. And you know, with tears running down my face that day, I thought, I can't stand on the outside, but I'm gonna stand on the inside. Because do you know what? Sometimes it seems like rescue is never coming. It feels like you are just gonna drown in it all. But God says on the inside, you just keep standing. You keep standing against the things that just overwhelm you. You keep standing firm because God has promised he will never leave you, he will never forsake you, and you need to hold on to the olive leaf. Look for an olive leaf. That olive leaf might be just kind words, something somebody said, and you need to hold on to that. But you know what? God is so faithful. He does not leave you, but sometimes you are so overwhelmed with what's going on that you can't see what is God is leaving you olive leaves. And he is saying, you just hold on to that olive leaf of hope because I will see you through. It might not be easy. Wait, it probably won't. 
You don't know how long it'll take. Wait, I can pretty much say most, most of the time, it's longer than you think. But when you're there, when you're back, when you get through it and you look back, you will be able to see olive leaf, olive leaf, olive leaf, how God has brought you through, and you will be stronger because of it. I hate that. I hate that I've got to go through stuff to be stronger, but I know in my life, I can tell you, time after time, I am stronger because of that. I didn't like it. I didn't want to ever go back there again. But I'm stronger because of it. And if you're struggling today, if you are saying, I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to make it here, Brenda, that I want you to just reach out your hand to our Heavenly Father and just say, God, just help me. Help me, help me, help me. Let's just pray today. And you know what? I'm just going to ask you if you are going through a struggle. I would just like to ask you to just go ahead and raise your hand so that God can just see your heart. We're just going to pray together and believe God. God, I just see these hands of those that are going through stuff. It's hard. It's difficult. And, the, and it feels like it won't ever get better. But God, I just pray even this week, there will be olive leaves. That they will see, see your hand of provision. That God, they will begin to see answers. We pray, God, that, that no weapon that has been formed against them is going to prosper. That you are going to do more than you than they ever ask or think. And I pray, God, that they will be able to look back after they get through it and see all that you have done to get them here. God, we just pray for encouragement this week, that they will, they will feel strengthened. And God, I pray for a sense of peace to be upon them today, that, th that anxiety, that they are so nervous about what is not going to happen or how it's going to happen. God, I just pray that somehow, some way, you will do an incredible work in and, in and through their life. And I thank you so much for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. God is a rescuer. Amen. Jesus saves. This is what he does. It's, he's in the business of rescuing us. What a powerful message. Um, it's interesting that in the New Testament, the Apostle Peter, he wrote a couple of letters to the church and they were struggling. They were suffering. They were suffering for uh, persecution, persecution for being Christians. And at one point, he starts explaining the, the whole redemption plan. And, uh, you know, Jesus went to the cross to die for your sins. And he starts talking about, just like the days of Noah, how God was patient with those people. And the time that it took for that boat to be built, God was being patient. He was showing his love. He was showing his mercy and saying, everybody can come. You know, the, the, the ark wasn't built just for Noah and his family. It was built for everybody. Come on, come inside. Destruction is coming. The rain is coming, but the door is still open. And then Peter, he brings that whole thing back and says, and when you come to Christ, you're actually coming into the boat. You know, even as you come to Christ and you're baptized, you're being, you're in the boat. 
and that's salvation that's a picture of Jesus the very ark is a picture of, of Jesus and God's plan for rescuing us from the eternal destruction from sin and death and from hell so maybe you're here this morning and you know of course life and everything is just troubles and things you need rescued from but maybe you're here this morning you say I don't have a relationship with God I need salvation you probably by now realize that you cannot save yourself you need a savior amen so if you're here you don't have a relationship with God or maybe you're watching and you need Jesus and you're saying I need a savior I want for all of us to pray together this prayer okay pray after me dear God thank you for your son Jesus thank you for sending him as your provision for my salvation he's the door he's the only way and today I say yes thank you for making me a new creature I give you my life transform me Lord help me follow you every day of my life I give my life to you today in Jesus name amen all right this is the ultimate rescue right there salvation coming to our lives amen that's very exciting if you pray that prayer for the first time and you're here I want you to text the word heaven if you have your phones you can text here or even later write this down uh, if you want to do it later text the word heaven to 41411 and what we're doing we just want to put some resources in your hands so you can start that journey you know it's very hard on your own trying to figure things out it's a brand new thing for you or maybe you've been a Christian you just need some foundation do that as well there's some people that will follow up with you uh, this will take you to right now media and some uh, resources that will really help you get started and even figuring out what does this mean how do I start where do I start so you don't want to miss that opportunity you can do that uh, let's all stand up today was good wasn't it thank God for the word amen so my prayer for you this as you go about your day about your week is that the seed of the word will actually multiply into fruit and and bless you as you continue to meditate on that all right and i'll see you all next sunday god bless you have a great week